And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Greenlight Reviews has returned to review another movie. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And now we have to deal, Ann, with Night at the Museum 2. Okay. It's directed by Sean Levy, and it stars Ben Stiller, coming back in a role he did in Night at the Museum 1. Back then, he was a security guard, and when the lights went off and the museum closed up, all the characters came to life, which was kind of a funny idea, I guess. He became friendly with all these people. So now, as Night at the Museum 2, Battle of the Smithsonian opens, he's not a security guard anymore in a museum. He's a very highly successful inventor. But he drops by the Museum of Natural History in New York. Right. And what do you suppose is happening? They are packing up all these statues that he knew personally in the first film, and they're shipping them off for storage underneath the Smithsonian in Washington. Well, can you imagine how upset he is about this? Well, they're all his pals. They're all his pals, that's right. And they're going to be living in a world of obscurity from now on. That's really the concept. So he decides he's going to infiltrate the Smithsonian Institute in Washington. Mm Mm-hmm in order to rescue all his friends when they come to life at night. Now, his friends are Owen Wilson, who plays a little teeny tiny miniature cowboy. Mm -hmm. With little teeny tiny miniature jokes. (laughs) That's right. Robin Williams, who plays Teddy Roosevelt. Christopher Guest, one of our favorite people, playing Ivan the Terrible. It was terrible. Yes. Elan Chabot, who plays Napoleon Bonaparte. Steve Coogan plays Emperor Octavius. And Bill Hader plays General George Armstrong Custer. You know, Les, this movie, which is billed as a hilarious comedy, not just a comedy, but a hilarious comedy, is anything but that. It might be a kind of curiosity piece for little ones, but there was nothing remotely funny, original, clever, worthwhile in this movie. I really detested this picture. (laughs) And I didn't want to because here you have wonderful historical characters bouncing around and you have some interesting optical effects. But you know, those effects have been done in movies since the 40s and the 50s, pictures coming to life and so on and so forth. You're right. Well, when Larry Daly gets to the Smithsonian Institution, he discovers two people he had never met before. One of them is Amelia Earhart, Mm -hmm. played by the relentlessly perky Amy Adams. Right. And a character that they made up. His name is Kamun Ra. He is an Egyptian pharaoh of sorts. He's played by Hank Azaria. And Hank Azaria, for some reason, talks like Boris Karloff in the film. With a lisp. Yes, he talks like this. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of ridiculous. The whole movie was ridiculous. Well, you know what, Les? I wouldn't have minded if he wants to play this character with a Boris Karloff voice. That's fine. In fact, all of it was okay, except nothing was funny. And I felt terribly cheated. And I think that the audiences who go to this movie, if they're over... 20, they're not going to find the movie very hip. In fact, it's not hip at all. There's nothing about the movie that's, for me, has any value. And I think it comes down to the fact that here we have a perfect example of what is wrong with Hollywood. Merchandising is the name of the game. What the boys have figured out out there in La La Land is if they can put millions and millions of dollars into an ad campaign, the movie will make back its money within two weeks. And that's all they care about. Boy, you really hit it on the head, Anne. This film, and the only thing that I liked about it is there are no 
dirty jokes. Well, there's no jokes. There's no jokes, period. And the writers missed opportunity after opportunity to have some fun with these historical characters who are getting together again, reuniting after the first movie, and making odd couples, and having little adventures, and trying to escape, and all of that. They didn't take advantage of anything. They have people standing around looking forlorn and lost, like Christopher Guest in that horrible Ivan the Terrible (laughs) costume. You know, this was one of the most embarrassing movies I've ever seen, and I am positive that Chris Guest must be looking at this movie and hiding his head. Ah, I didn't care for it at all. Well, I didn't care for most of it. I am not going to totally destroy it, so I'm going to give it a very, very weak, gasping yellow light. But the fact of the matter is, I didn't like this movie. Well, it's not a good movie. I can't recommend it. I couldn't even say to little children that you will find this movie enchanting. You know, the old Disney movies have a certain level of enchantment about it. Oh, yes. This movie doesn't work as a charming piece of fluff, as a creative fantasy, or as a family adventure. Red Light, this one, and Pink Slip, the writers, immediately. They should sit down and watch some of the old Howard Hawks comedies or the old Neil Simon comedies. How about just watching old cartoons like Tom and Jerry and Heckle and Jekyll? Maybe they would get some good comic sight gags from those wonderful animated cartoons from the 40s and 50s. They made us laugh. And they were hilarious. So, Night at the Museum 2 gets a strong red light from me, and it gets a gasping yellow one from you. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Hi, I'm Christina Yerling-Biro, host of the podcast Pop Culture Confidential. Join me as I go way behind the scenes with some of the most influential people in entertainment and media. Hear actors such as Succession's Brian Cox talk about his favorite characters to play. There always has to be a mystery. The audience have to be in a situation where they want to know what's going on. Meet studio execs like Pixar chief Pete Docter and learn his secret on how he makes us cry. Emotion is our first language. And so many others who are defining popular culture, from Obama speechwriter David Litt to Top Chef host Padma Lakshmi. We don't often think about food politically or we don't want to, but it really is. Join me. Search for Pop Culture Confidential wherever you get your podcasts.